This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The final game of the first half of Manchester City's Champions League campaign. It might be a dead rubber, but this episode will not be. We'll have a chat about the first 11 and we'll just review in general how the group stages have gone for the Blues. If you are here before this game listening to this episode, we appreciate you. You're our biggest fans. We love you. Um, it's Wednesday, the 13th of December. I'm your host for today, Ollie Kirsch. I'm Andrew Denver. And this is the City Report Podcast. It's here for good to win. It is a thrilling start for Manchester City. The fastest ever goal in an FA Cup final. 2023 is the City treble year. Champions of England, FA Cup winners, and now, at last, champions of Europe. Manchester City are kings of Europe. Now they have their triple crown. So, Andrew, we've got the unenviable task of making a podcast to preview a game that to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if most people, even the City fans, are tuning in some of the other fixtures around the competition, right? Um, we're in an enviable position. We're top of the group, won five out of five, 15 points, already qualified in first. And we are against possibly, uh, well, probably at least given the table, uh, the worst side in the group, which is Red Star Belgrade. I'm not going to attempt to pronounce the name properly. Um you might be. Able to. I, I couldn't do it if so, I tried either. So, Kervena <laughs> Svezda, Svezda. But anyway, so listen. First, we will have a chat as we always do, just about the starting eleven. You know, we've got uh, got some injuries flying around, and that is a double edged sword, right? Not only do we have some players unavailable, um, that also means that we have to take great care of the players that are available. Could be a first start for Oscar Bob perhaps, in the Champions League. Um, we will see. How do you think we're going to approach this? Well, I think the important thing to start with is that not only is this somewhat of a dead rubber for for City, I imagine, despite the fact that Red Star could theoretically 
get into third place and qualify for the Europa, they're in a dead heat with um, Partizan for the title in their domestic league. And so, you know, they're literally tied on points. I'm glad somebody's looked at the Serbian league because I have. uh, I I just was curious to see what it could be, you know, what their positioning was. And given that, I would imagine that, you know, yes, the Europa League knockout stage could bring them some money, but if they have to make a judgment call, I imagine there will be some players that if they're even close to a red zone for them, they probably won't play. Um, and so I do not expect this to be a match of much entertainment. Um, and you, so, you may know this. I, I don't know. You may know. Is it only first place in the Serbian Domestic League, the champions that do qualify for the Champions League? I believe that's the case because they're far enough down. And I, yeah. I think they, I think not only do they, it's only one, I think they still have to go through the play-ins. Right. In which case, I mean, you talk about financially, it might be better for them to qualify for the Europa League. But in the long run, it's probably more yes. profitable for them to drop out of Europe entirely this season, ensure qualification via the domestic league for next season's Champions League. So you, you can even question as to whether or not it's beneficial for them to qualify yeah. for the Europa League this season. Yeah, that's definitely the case. So, I mean, I think both teams, this is more of a match of get through with no injuries, maybe give some minutes to players that need minutes to get back into form or to, you know, get back to fitness. Um, So, you know, for my money for City, um, you know, I I think it's a lot. We're going to see guys like Oscar Bob, Rico Lewis, Sergio Gomez. uh, I think Nunez and Kovacic probably both play. Um, I don't know who you put in at striker or forward. I mean, who knows? I mean, it probably, the problem is, is ideally you put Alvarez there, but Alvarez has played so much that I, you know, I don't know. Mm. Um, that to yeah, me, yeah, that's this a, is almost gone. I was gonna say that's to me, the, the most open questions are because I think largely the midfield and wing, I think we know who it'll be. I think Grealish gets a run because he's been doing so well and, he hasn't played so much that you're worried about his fitness. And then I think it's Oscar Bob on the other wing. I think midfield, it's probably Nunez, Phillips, and Kovacic. I think we know who the right and left back are, but who you play at center back and who you play at striker slash false nine slash forward is the one question I have. This This is one of those games where if you're playing it on Football Manager, you go over to the under 21 side, you scroll down and copy the entire squad, press make available for first team, stick them on, and rest every single player in your first team squad. And it is a shame that <laughs> that is such a breakthrough reality. Um, because in, in truth, that's probably what we need. Take the week off with the senior squad. But it's not going to happen. Um, <clears throat> my concern is that, of course, players like Alvarez will play. And if they do if you know if, if players like Alvarez do pick up an injury, it's going to be very problematic and very very frustrating for Pep for the fans to lose a player to injury tomorrow night, where their counterpart like Harland in this case is already injured. So it, it, it's an interesting one. Um, I, I imagine, and you probably agree, it's going to be very very low intensity on City's part, almost an exhibition approach, a training approach. Early kickoff, which is good, um, but beyond that, 
uh, you know, it's just one of those. You, you don't care about the result. You just hope that everybody gets away fit, healthy, uh, and ready for the weekend. So, yeah, I just took a look to see if there was, to your point about you go over to the academy. Mm-hmm. I went to look and see. I was like, is there someone that I'm forgetting about? And the only player that I wasn't aware of that could theoretically be in line for a selection of any kind is uh, young Micah Hamilton, the number 10. So, but, you know, I know that we're shorthanded. If I was Pep, I probably would. But I also know Pep takes starts so seriously, particularly the Champions League. So to me, I would be genuinely surprised if he felt comfortable letting you know, giving a start to Micah Hamilton. I mean, I know he's, you know, 20 and Oscar Bob is also 20 and I think probably will start, but given that Oscar Bob has seen previous involvement with the first team and I don't know that, I mean, he has not appeared at all in the champions league. I don't think he's appeared in any other competitions yet for the first team. It would surprise me a little bit, but maybe Pep will be pragmatic and say that's another body. And then you can, you know, play, Oscar Bob as a false nine or something like that. If you also mm. put Micah Hamilton in the side, but get, I mean, I think largely we know kind of who's going to play just because we don't have tons of players. And then with the injuries, it, you tend to yeah. slot, into, slot into place center back, I think is the one that it's just questionable because they all kind of have been used. Um, Stones obviously played at Villa, didn't play, uh, against Luton, so maybe he gets a run out. Um, but I just that fills me with heartburn. But he's got to get up to fitness mm-hmm. somehow. So, mm. yeah, I think it's loans that are killing us for fixtures like this. To be honest, because not only have we got players on loan like James McAtee, mm-hmm. obviously, and myself looking at the EDS squad and the names that that have cropped up more than others in the past. You know, Finley Burns, Callum Doyle, Taylor Harwood-Bellis, Jadel Katongo, Luke Mbete, all on loan. Uh, Kian Brecken on loan, Tommy Doyle on loan. Um, there is Michael Hamilton in there. There's Nico O'Reilly. He's he's still around. Um, any others? Oh, I don't think he's listed on our B list, so I don't know that he can... I, I don't think they need to be under a certain age, do they? I'm not 100%. Kaiki, loan. Lap loan. You, you Ty Sodger. I think I think he had a good season last season for the for the EDS a year or two ago. But yeah, we are, you know, we're thin on the ground and that that's largely due to loans both from the senior squad and from the EDS. So do you think then Pet might take this as an opportunity to experiment a little bit? Perhaps with certain setup. Um I mean, if if I'm going to get killed for saying this because it's this is the one episode where this these two names shouldn't come into play. But if Doku was fit, this would strike me as the kind of game where Pep would try and put Doku and Grealish on the pitch to see how it might work. Do you think we might yeah. see some experimentation? I mean, I think it's as good a time as any, and it feels like uh, sometimes the last Champions League group stage that is what Pep does. So I, I think that's a possibility, but. I also have no idea what kind of experimentation he can actually do given the squad mm. selection he has. So, well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what experimentation FOTMOB has. I'm looking at the FOTMOB predicted lineup: Ortega in goal, Gomez left back, Ake and Stone centre backs, Rico Lewis right back, Kovacic and Phillips holding midfield, Grealish on the left, Oscar Bob on the right, Nunes in the number ten, 
and Alvarez up front. So a couple of interesting pieces there. Mateus Nunes in the number 10. Calvin Phillips finally getting a start. If Fat Mob's right in DM, Sergio Gomez getting his chance starting at left back. Uh, and Oscar Bob on the right. So that's how Fat Mob sees it. The only thing... If we roll out with that lineup, I'm relatively happy with it. The only change mm-hmm. I would maybe want to see is just throw Micah Hamilton in there and don't have Alvarez on the pitch. I don't particularly want John Stones on the pitch either, to be completely honest. I, I don't either, but I mean, he's got to play at some point. Mm. Like, and particularly, I think if Pep will probably have a sense of how Red Star are going to approach this match, if. This is not a match that Red Star seemed to have any interest in wasting resources on. Then I think that's actually a perfect time to roll Stones out. But if there is a concern that they may be committed to it, that I would rather not have him, yeah, hopping in, particularly after the flight over, you know, today. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see how it pans out. I think, uh, listeners, if you've got if you've got any comments at all on how you think we need to approach this from a lineup point of view, uh, pings on Twitter. Um, We'll see what happens. I think most of us will just be hoping that everyone gets away fit and healthy. Uh, and if the intensity is indeed going to be low, um, bet responsibly, but bet on maybe under 1.5 yellow cards or something because this this could be a knock around really for both teams. So, all right, we'll go for a break and then we'll just have a bit of a broader look, not, not too in-depth, but a broader look at how the group stage has gone for City and uh, have a very, very brief look ahead to the knockouts. Back soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season, and the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. Second half of uh, the preview for what is considered um, namely a dead rubber for City. But it does give us a chance without too much pressure on this match to have a look back and think about, you know, really how the group stages have gone. Um, Looking at the table, anyone will look at it and see that there hasn't really been a point. I mentioned this just before we started recording, Andrew, that... It doesn't happen too often, and it's nice when it does. But we've not at any point looked at the table and started talking about hypotheticals. You know, if Leipzig do this, or if young boys win by this score, etc., etc. A couple of shaky moments in a couple of games. You know, Leipzig have given us a couple of good fixtures. But by and large, walk in the park, right? Very straightforward. I think overall, for in terms of results, straightforward. But I do think, you know, the first match against Red Star, 
right before the half, we give up a goal, go down against Leipzig right after the start of the, the half, give up a goal, come back when young boys, you know, score, then they tag us back one. Then, I mean, those are all three, one results, which mm-hmm. if you know nothing about the matches, talking about the champions league, that's perfectly fine. Um, particularly given that I, I don't really remember the young boys goal, but the Leipzig and the Red Star goal were both kind of like they timed something perfectly. It was a one-on-one and like, that's, you know, it's going to go well. Um, the return fixture against young boys, we throttled them. I think Leipzig, the second Leipzig match. And I think the Leipzig matches in general are interesting to think about from what we've learned or what we may have learned about city this season, because both of those matches showed that the approach that did so well at the end of last season, where we kind of were playing on a knife's edge in terms of if we got exposed at the wrong moment, we were really vulnerable to transition and Leipzig showed that. I mean, their first two goals in the last match, I mean, were just, it was a a pender, wasn't it? A pender yeah. got a brace quite early. Yeah, and but I mean, just basically played right on the shoulder of our defense and, you know, was there for that direct quick ball. And um, that, I think, has been a recurring theme of all of the matches that City have drawn in or struggled in have largely come from we have not had the sense of control that I would argue defined our Champions League campaign last season. And yes, obviously, towards the end, the goals came, but it never felt like we were in the basketball matches we have sometimes kind of felt in where they have been very wide open. And so to the extent we have learned something, I think we have learned that City do not have the ability to control a match as much as we did last season. I don't know what that means, given the level of talent that, we have played and also given the state our squad has been in. If everyone is healthy by the time the knockout stages start, it's entirely possible that all these concerns are like not really present, but it's also possible that not everyone gets healthy and we continue to have issues with control. And then we are not in a good place in my opinion for Champions League, because you don't win a Champions League by being able to score a bunch of goals. You win a Champions League trophy by not giving up goals and this group stage has shown that this side can give up goals if the a team kind of takes its moments against us i mean leipzig actually have a fantastic record against us i'm just looking back mm-hmm. um obviously we met them 2021 there was a an unkunku hat trick though we did yep. win that game 6-3 that was crazy um they beat us in the away leg 2-1 we've drawn one all one seven nil which is the only runaway match against them. Uh, we've beaten three one and we've beaten three two. So Leipzig do like some uh, some hectic games against us and a few goals. Uh, I'm not not too sure we'll necessarily see the same forthcoming from Red Star, no matter really, I guess how how we're playing at the moment. But how how have we differed in the Champions League this season? Are you more confident, less confident? I mean, it's unfair to use hindsight here and say, you know, 
are you are you confident that we're going to go out go on and win the Champions League again? I think at this stage it's an outrageous question, but compared to how we came out of the group stages this time last year, do you feel? And our league position is is quite similar in a sense as well. We weren't quite firing on all cylinders come the end of the group stages last season either. I don't think anyone really saw us going on and doing what we did. How do you think we measure up to that side, that City side from this time last year? And can we take our learnings forward, perhaps, than that that experience that we didn't have last year? I I think that it, it's not wholly different in that you know, there was the Dortmund game that required kind of the theatrics and heroics of Holland to, you know, win 2-1. And then you, you similar to the 3-0 demolishing of young boys, you've got, you know, I think we beat Copenhagen by like five goals in, you know, one of the matches. But we also, you know, drew against Copenhagen. Um, And obviously we only needed a point, but that was still... I wouldn't say that match was comfortable. And the same thing, you know, we drew with Dortmund um, and then obviously kind of triumphed against Sevilla. And that was, I feel like Rico Lewis's kind of coming out party um, a little bit before the, the World Cup. But it, to me, I think there are comparisons in that Pep does not yet know the best way to play with the current roster of talent that he has. And so... I don't think we should draw too many conclusions because as we saw last season, he will take the time between the group stage and the knockouts to further tinker with his team. Um, Particularly, I think if again, we draw a German side who will spend a large portion of the lead up to the knockouts, not playing due to the Winterpausen. Um, So, you know, I think there's, plenty of opportunities for Pep to figure out the best way to play with this team. And I think that applies to Champions League and the the league that we have not yet found and Pep has not yet determined who is going to be that core group of probably like 16 guys that are playing most matches from January onward. Um, but that's how we're, we are every season. And um, I know Booker tweeted over the weekend kind of the league positions of our last four titles. And I think two, if not three of our last four titles, we were behind by more than we are right now where we're only four points back of Liverpool. Um, and we had a pretty rough run of fixtures. And so I, you know, I wouldn't say we had a tough group stage, but we didn't have a particularly tough group stage last season. Um, and still had some weird moments like we have this group stage. So, that, I mean, I think the the way to view this is that we got through, which is the most important thing. We're in first, which hopefully means a good draw. And Pep will spend the next couple months figuring out what to do. Yeah, I don't want us to be in a false sense of security either about you know, from the fact that we've won five out of five and could make it six tomorrow. Because yep. the group is the the group this season and last season have been fairly low. I don't want to say low standard, but certainly inferior to those groups that we have faced in the past. Uh, I mean, we had some real stinkers in the early years as well. Uh, But I just want to, (laughs) firstly, I I just want to shout out the casual dropping in of the word Winterpausen instead of Christmas break. 
Uh, as as some cultured swines over here in the UK will know it as. Hey, as uh, a, uh, hey, have you seen my last name? Of course, I'm going to use the German for it. <laughs> I love that. And secondly, as we are recording, City Extra have just tweeted from an FPL source: Julian Alvarez does not start for Man City versus Red Star Belgrade. That's really interesting. So no Alvarez, I mean, no. Harvey. If there's no is Alvarez, it, is it a false I, nine season. I mean, it's got. I mean. It's kind of got to be, but also, I don't know who the other, like, to me, he's kind of a player that you look at who's available that ends up kind of having to play just because of who is available and who needs rest. So I don't know who ends up kind of filling his hole, like, um, that is in that lineup if he's not there. I Yeah, it's a dodgy one, but it's fine. Um we, because uh, I'm looking at the foot mob thing that you brought up, and yeah, I just like that kind of makes sense to me as a lineup, but I don't know who. If you pulled him out, I don't know who moves into the the third forward spot, and then I don't know who fills whatever you know other roster slot that's available. It would be peak Pep if it's Haaland. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the discussion about his injury was very much a, he is not a native, you know, English speaker. And it was people hearing stress and going stress fracture mm. and panicking. But I mm. believe he didn't travel. Don't quote me on that, but. Don't know. I mean, there's there's another tweet here. Guardiola and Haaland's injury. He'll be back, I think, on Thursday. I don't know. It's going to be an so, odd one if Alvarez doesn't play. Maybe Calvin Phillips in the false nine. He can be reborn. Wouldn't that be that'd be the uh, redemption story? Yeah, I really time. hope the sarcasm. I really hope the sarcasm came through on the microphone. Then otherwise, the listeners will think that we're employing some idiots here at the City Report podcast. Hey, um, hey look, there have been there. That would still not be the worst decision of putting a non-striker at striker in City's history. That would be David James. And Calvin, you can say a lot of things about Calvin Phillips and a lot of things about Pep Guardiola, <laughs> but. That is, this won't happen. <laughs> oh, dear. So We'll see. All right, Andrew, before we wrap up then, um, any predictions? Give us a score prediction. Shut them out. I'm going to go 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. I'm going to go for a board draw. Nil-nil. I, I think it's a draw. I just, I, I do, but I think if both sides' lineups are clunky, that moments of idiocy happen where someone gets a shot at a goal. Like I'm not talking these Very are good true. goals. I'm talking like a ball falls to someone it shouldn't and a goal scores and same thing at the other end. And Sergio Gomez is on the sidelines somewhere picking his nose and that that kind of thing. Uh, no maybe, man, I, um, I think I think Sergio Gomez is gonna be my predicted scorer for City. To, to be fair, this is actually the kind of game where he needs to come out all cylinders firing. Oh yeah. I think it's the regulars, perhaps, that, that might might step off the gas a little bit. Uh, yeah. And if Calvin Phillips starts, same goes for him. He's He's got something to prove, if not to put himself in the shop window. Same with Oscar um, Bob. I mean, I think there's some real opportunities yeah. for people in this squad, um, regardless of what it means to City. I just think, though, that is, I mean, we've seen it throughout the Pep era, that when we have these squads that are so cobbled together, even if players have something to prove, it's very difficult to do that in a squad that no one knows where the other person is supposed to be. 
Well, it'll be an interesting one, but I think we'll wrap up there. Um, listeners, there's loads of content on all of our platforms. Firstly, follow us. You'll get all the latest updates, all the latest podcasts as and when we release them. Um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. We've got, from the last couple of days, the review of the Luton game. We've, we're going to have a preview, of course, of the Palace game coming up at the weekend, and we will be covering the Club World Cup as well. So, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Thank you again for tuning in. And, uh, Andrew, it's been a pleasure. Pleasure as always, Ali. Thank you very much. This is the City Report podcast and we will catch you next time. Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end of season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.